Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. You know, this week, I think it is, as, as we walk through the world as human beings, we are going to be thrown off course. That's, that's just kind of a given. Stuff happens in our personal lives, in our communal lives. And it isn't, I think there's, there's just nothing to be ashamed of when we react. It's, but what we have to do is use the spiritual practices that we have so that the reaction maybe isn't so sharp and it doesn't last so long. So I don't know about the rest of you. I know about some of you because I've talked to you, but, but for myself, this was really hard. The election was really hard for me. The uncertainty was part of it, but the real pain for me was seeing so clearly how divided our country is. And knowing that even, even in our spiritual community, we, we're not one political stripe, not that that should be, not that that should be the goal, um, but just on, on such what seem like basic principles, there's so much division. And, and that made me really, really sad. And, and I had, it took me a while to recover from that. And one of the things that kept coming to my mind, and then I, then I was thinking, oh, and I know I'm speaking this Sunday, and what the heck am I going to say? Um, one of the other spiritual communities, his topic was going to be, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny because I didn't know if we would even have results of, ele of the election by today. But what kept coming to me is the first line of a psalm. And I want to read it to you because it's really beautiful. I lift up my eyes to the mountains from where will come my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. So let's put that in unity speak because these are the words and the consciousness of a millennia ago. <laughs> and yet there is a timeless truth in it. So I lift up my eyes to the mountain Metaphysically, this means we lift our eyes up to a place of higher consciousness. When Martin Luther King talked about, I have been to the mountain and I have seen the promised land, he 
was talking about a state of consciousness of being able to go into a place of vision. And in this vision, he could see a condition of unity. He could see solutions to problems and challenges that he was meeting on the physical plane. He could see that there was more and that gave him peace. When we lift our eyes to the mountains, you have to realize that at the time that this poem was written and all of the scriptures for that matter, there was a scientific, um, well, I'm not even gonna use the word science. They didn't have science. So their concept of the cosmos was that there was an underworld and that's where people went when they died. And then there was the earth, the firmament and the sky. And then above that, there's this dome. And above the dome is the world of the gods. And so when you climbed a mountain, you got as high as it was humanly possible to get to the land where the gods lived. Now, we are in a generation where we have the benefit of science. But remember, Galileo and his telescope and, and his discovery that, whoa, we're not the center of the universe. We go, we go around the sun. That was like, wow, that was in the 1600s. And the Bible, that was all written in the first hundred years after Jesus or in 500 years before. They had no idea about this. So most of the Bible is not literal fact. It's not historical. It's metaphor. And so in the metaphor, we are being taught that when we lift our attention to a higher consciousness, then we will understand, we will have peace. We will find safety there in that higher consciousness, <clears throat> in, the, in the beautiful poem about the mountain. We learn that if we ground ourselves in what is not changing. And what is it that's not changing? Love is not changing. Who we feel the emotion of love for, that might change. We might change partners. We might lose track of friends. But if we go into our hearts, I think we, we would all admit that the love that we had for those people at one time is still there. It may not be active, it may be dormant now, but it's still there, even if we're angry at them. In our country right now, with all the divide and the turmoil, we have got to go to the mountain. We've got to go and rise our consciousness up and see from that higher perspective that the division is not real.
you know how it is when you're up at the top of a mountain or when you're in an airplane or whatever it is that you do to get high, everything looks different. Those huge cars, even, even a Hummer, you know, that is so big when you're on the ground, when you're up in the air, it looks tinier than a matchbox car. Our perspective changes when we get up high. And it is important for us at this time to get up high. We have to remember that it is not somebody's idea of what strategy should be taken that defines them and makes them important. It is our existence, our essence, as beings, expressions of all creation. This is what gives us our power and our value, nothing else. So we may disagree down here on the ground about what we ought to be doing and who ought to be leading us. And in fact, we do disagree and we will always disagree, and we have always disagreed. It's just the nature of being human that we will have a variety of ideas. But as spiritual people, we have to hold on to knowing what it is that unites us, what it is that really matters, and that is our hearts. We all want the same things. We just disagree on how to get them. We all want to be healthy. We all want good things for our families. We all want everybody to be well and to be happy. You will not find somebody who says, no, I don't want other people to be happy. That doesn't exist. You may find people who think about themselves first and don't think about other people so much. But if you came right down to it, if they had to choose, if you said to them, you have the power, you just say the word and all people can be happy. Who's gonna say no to that? It's only when you get into the strategies of how will you make that happen. Now we get into arguments. But what we teach in unity is that you don't start from the hows. You start from the who. Who are we? We go to the mountain and we remember who we are. When Moses went up to the mountain, what did he discover? He met God. That means he had a transcendent experience of the divine. What is your name, he said. In other words, what is your nature? And the answer he got is I am. So another way of saying this is when he went to the mountain, when he raised his consciousness, he discovered that he was one with all that is. He was the I am. And from that 
that consciousness of the I am. Moses came up with a code of living in alignment that was number one, love God, all that is, the I am, love that above all, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And then there were other pieces to it, but it was about staying in alignment with that. When Martin Luther King went up to the mountain, what he saw was that beyond all the arguments about whether people of color had rights or were second class, beyond all of that disagreement, there was a oneness. There was a oneness that could not be denied. And even though he could not see and he realized he might not live to see, when that would be manifest on the physical plane, he could already see it. He held it in mind. And that's what we teach in unity. First, you hold it in mind. That is the process of creation. If you cannot imagine it, you cannot create it. And so we hold it in mind. We love it in mind. We see ourselves as one, one planet, one people one humanity. We see that, we love that, we feel gratitude for that. And we let go of the cursed house. How will this happen? We have no idea. We might think we have some good ideas. Well, well let's do this. Let's elect this person. Let's, let's have this law. We might think that we have ideas and maybe some of our ideas are good. Somebody's ideas are good, but it isn't about those ideas. We don't start there. We start with who we are and what we claim, and we hold that as truth. And as we hold it, and even more powerfully, as we hold it as a collective, then as we do that, the ideas come into the material realm. They might come to us individually, or they might come to someone who has the power to do something, to enact a law, to make a change, to start a movement. It doesn't matter really who they come to. It matters that we hold the vision, that we stay on top of the mountain. And when we feel ourselves getting knocked off, we ground ourselves and we climb back up to that higher consciousness. We use the tools that we have, the tools of prayer, the tools of meditation, the ideas that come through from our hearts. This is how we do it. We have to have a single focus. All we want to see is the one, the I am. And we turn our consciousness away from anything else. We have that ability. And when we, when we do that as one tribe, we here at Unity Community, we have that power to join together. So we're gonna go into another song meditation and beautiful video that Greg Warnick one of our members created. Eric is in it, Greg is in it, 
it's a beautiful, beautiful song and video to oneness and to keeping our eyes focused on the I am. So let's, let's go into that space together. It's there I will go. 